Time for Economy Tutor, getting you a comprehensive guide to some of the big economic issues of the week. We're very pleased to be joined from Catholic University Economics Professor Yang Jun-suk here in the studio. Professor Yang, good morning. Morning. We are going to be uh, today assessing the uh, life and legacy of Lee Gun-hee, the uh, chairman of Samsung. He died on October 25th. He had been in a coma for six years after suffering a heart attack on May 2014. Uh, we've seen now uh, since news of his passing, uh, thousands of people uh, expressing their condolences, including politicians on both sides of the aisle, and uh, certainly a lot of people acknowledging the important role he has played in the business community as well as South, the uh, South Korean economy. In Korean, there's often a term to be uh, kind of uh, labeled on a, on a person, kong, kong and kwa, right? The, 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 the positive accomplishments mm-hmm. of your legacy and then maybe some of the more negative mm-hmm. accomplishments. That certainly applies to Egoni as well. You're going to look at some of his uh, ac- accomplishments uh, and also, I guess, an overall look at Samsung and the role it's played in the economy. Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, basically, Samsung plays so big a role in the Korean economy that you can't really get away from Samsung if you want to talk about the Kore- uh, Korean economic growth in the last uh, 50 years. Yeah. Okay, first then, Lee Gun-hee, why, why so much media attention? Okay, well, Lee Gun-hee and his father, Lee Byung-chul, basically built Samsung up from scratch. Uh, so if we consider both first and second generation Jebbar, then uh, Lee Byung-chul and Lee Gun-hee probably were the best entrepreneurs in Korea. Uh, you know, first generation, there were a lot of great entrepreneurs. Second generation, not so much. But Lee Gun-hee was as good or perhaps better than his father. So uh, that's why he's getting a lot of attention. A lot of second generation Jabber owners, uh, uh, they're not, they were not as good as uh, their mm-hmm. fathers in building and maintaining uh, their parents' empires. But Lee Gun actually really built it up. So uh, he's getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Oh, so, and uh, if we were doing like some Pokemon card ranking, you would probably say then maybe Cheong would be probably the next best second generation uh, Chebel probably. guy with uh, Hyundai Motor stewardship. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> if you consider only the first generation, then I think there were a lot of equals. Sure, sure. But if you consider father and son, then I um, think they're way ahead of the pack. Okay. Well, Samsung then, as you point out, the, the most well-known, the biggest Chebel, uh, I think brand power-wise, also number one. That wasn't necessarily inevitable, and that wasn't always the case in the early part of the industrialization period of Korea. We had we had um, Gold Star TVs and uh, Taewoo refrigerators, and, right? And so it wasn't necessarily uh, kind of set in stone that Samsung would be so preeminent. Um, can we get a more concrete idea of how important Samsung is? Okay, well, this is going to look like the old comedy routine. How big is it? Yeah. Uh, but as a rule of thumb, Samsung sales were about 20% of Korea's GDP. Uh, some people misinterpret this figure as saying Samsung is responsible for 20% of GDP, but that's not exactly accurate. You have to measure Samsung's value added and compare it to the GDP. Mm. Uh, it's, a GDP is a sum of value added, which is uh, sales minus the value of intermediate and raw material. So they're not quite 20% of GDP, but as we'll get on later, Samsung Electronics, the biggest firm in Samsung, accounts for about 5% of Korea's GDP. So they're huge. Uh, Now, in terms of sales, profit, taxes paid, and so on, Samsung is by far the biggest Korean conglomerate. In a 2019 study of 64 conglomerates, so these are the firms that you usually refer to as Jebbers, uh, they used 
2016 data because that was the latest that they had. But Samsung sales were 314 trillion won. That's equivalent to about 19% of GDP. Again, I mentioned that this is not exactly equal to saying that uh, Samsung is responsible mm. for uh, 19% of Korea's GDP. But still, uh, it does uh, show that it is very, very large. The closest competitors were Hyundai Motors and SK whose uh, sales were uh, slightly more than half of Samsung's, 185 uh, trillion won and 161 trillion won. And net profits, Samsung conglomerate's net profits were 19 trillion won. That's 34% of total net profits for these 64 conglomerates. Uh, Again, second and third, they were SK and Hyundai Motors, but they were only about 8 trillion each. So again, more than twice as much Profits as the uh, next largest uh, Jabars. Though on profitability, uh, uh, they're not as good as some of the uh, newer IT service firms, but still, in terms of just sheer amount, uh, they're by far the largest. Samsung conglomerate has 59 firms encompassing manufacturing, services, and finance. um, And The absolute leader of these Samsung companies is Samsung Electronics. Uh, They produce virtually all of the Samsung things that you can think of. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they produce semiconductors, smartphones, as well as TV and appliances. Samsung Electronics accounted for 49% of Samsung's sale, according to that uh, uh, 2019 study. The next largest affiliates were Samsung Life Insurance, uh, Samsung Display. They take about... 8.6% of Samsung's total sales. So uh, Samsung Electronics just formed the bulk of the uh, Samsung conglomerate as a whole. Um, Samsung Electronics also accounted for 72.7% of Samsung's total operating profits and 78.3% of the net profits of the Samsung group. So Samsung Electronics uh, is the largest core of Samsung um, and how important it is Samsung Electronics to Korea. Uh, Samsung Electronics uh, 2016 figures accounts for 23.7% of Korea's total exports. And now, uh, we've mentioned various times before that about a quarter of Korea's exports were semiconductors, and Samsung is the largest semiconductor company in Korea. And then another bulk uh, is smartphones and TV, electronic appliances. Samsung also takes a bulk of those. So uh, nearly 24% of Korea's exports come from Samsung Electronics. And that uh, that's about, again, 2.3% of total value added Hmm. uh, for Korea. So 2.3% of Korea's GDP depends on Samsung Electronics. Um, now, taxes on Samsung Electronics for 2016 was 8.9 trillion won. That's 21.7% of total corporate tax gathered by Korea. Right. Um, and according to calculations done in earlier this year, April of this year, Samsung Electronics form about 27% of Korean major stock markets. Uh, so you add up the uh, capitalization value of Kospi, Kosdaq, and Konex, and Samsung Electronics by itself takes about 27% of that. Samsung Group as a whole takes about 38% of that. So they're about, they're slightly more than a third of the stock market. 
Okay. Well, but, I, yeah. I, I don't think uh, people need any uh, convincing anymore, but uh, certainly Samsung is very important. Some would, maybe some people are uh, concerned that uh, maybe uh, it's not necessarily the best thing to have one company have such an outsized influence uh, on the country, as you point out in your notes, uh, uh, as everyone refers to uh, sometimes uh, the Republic of Samsung. Yeah. Uh, that's the state of Korea. So then... Igani, uh, what was his individual um, contribution to all of this? What made him special? Okay, well, we have to start with a bit of a story of Samsung and his father, Lee Byung-chul. Samsung was established in 1938 by uh, Igani's father, Lee Byung-chul, as a small trading company. Believe it or not, they started as a small trading company, trading agricultural goods and producing noodles. Right. Um, and then uh, toward the end of the Japanese occupation period, they grew, slowly grew into a fair-sized trading company, not too large, but not too small either. And then right after the Korean War, Samsung started branching out to clothing and fabrics. Uh, you may know the brand Jilmojik. Uh, and then food products, uh, especially sugar. You may uh, know the brand CJ uh, that used to be known as Jeljarang and that used to be the part of a Samsung conglomerate. Right. Uh, now, during the 1960s, Samsung Group moved into insurance and finance, various manufacturing, including electronics and fertilizer. And they also st- uh, bought Shinsegae uh, department stores as part of a deal with uh, buying out an insurance company. So they've been operating... Uh, so at least in the past, they've operated Shinsegae department stores. They also moved into media. They established Chungangilbo on uh, uh, 1965, as well as they operated what was a third TV network at the time, Dongyang Bangsong, uh, that was taken by actually taken by the Park Jong Hee administration. But uh, anyway, uh, the, all these businesses moves were carried out by uh, Lee Gwan-hee's father, uh, Lee Byung-chul. But okay. uh, Lee Gwan-hee was there. Uh, doing a lot of the work, at, uh, work as well. Uh, Lee Gwan-hee was born in 1942. He was the third son. So initially, he was not really expected to take over Samsung. Mm. But uh, Lee Byung-chul and the first two sons got into a uh, uh, fight. Uh, they seemed to have fallen out. So by 1979, Lee gwan was designated as the vice chairman. Uh, originally, before he was designated as vice chairman, Lee gwan was assigned to the media division in Samsung uh, during 1960s and 70s. So uh, he was involved in that Dongyang broadcasting, that uh, Dongyang broadcasting system that we mentioned earlier. And he apparently liked a lot of Japanese movies. Hmm. Uh, and Lee gwan apparently had a soul of an engineer. So rather than spending night out with colleagues or friends drinking like uh, most Korean businessmen do, Reportedly, he liked spending his evenings reading science books and technical manuals and taking apart electronics to see how they worked and what parts they used. And this, I think, had a major influence later on when he said uh, Samsung has to focus on quality, making better goods than other companies, especially Japanese electronics companies. So when uh, Lee Byung-chul, his father, died in 1987, Lee gwan took over as chairman. Samsung was already known as one of the best-run jabbers with a reputation for quality. But Lee gwan really started to emphasize quality over quantity. Uh, he was a big advocate for innovation, change, and quality. So in 1993, at an electronics show in Germany, he saw Samsung appliance uh, washing machine really getting cut down for its quality. So apparently he assembled executives all together in the uh, German uh, hotel room and made this infamous quote about how we need to change everything except your wife and your kids. Uh, 
Mm. Um, and then in 1995, he burnt 20 billion won's worth of Samsung goods to emphasize the Samsung goods uh, at the time, the quality was just not good enough. Um, so uh, with this emphasis in quality, Samsung uh, rivaled and perhaps surpassed Sony in terms of quality for electronics. Uh, so he... And uh, we may talk about this a bit later on, but he really built up the uh, semiconductor division, so it's uh, become a world-class operation. But Lee Kuan was also involved in some controversy as well. Most famous uh, of these controversies is being convicted of setting up secret bank account to avoid estate tax uh, because he was uh, caught. Uh, with that secret account, he had to give up the chairmanship of Samsung in 2008 until he was granted a pardon in 2010 when he was restored to chairmanship, but he promised to keep uh, hands off direct managerial, con uh, managerial control of the Samsung companies. Right, and uh, we can maybe have time to talk about some of the other controversies, including the, the uh, succession uh, transition to his son, as well as some of the other uh, problems with, with unionized workers and uh, well, the lack of unions and uh, the plight of the factory workers at these semicon firms. But that leads us to what you say, point out perhaps his biggest success is the establishment of the semiconductor industry and really becoming the global leader in that industry, becoming the core uh, revenue driver for the firm. Yeah. Uh, so Yi uh, was, I think, one uh, the first of the uh, major executives in Samsung to uh, catch on to the importance of semiconductors. Uh, Korea tried to get into semiconductors in 1970s. Korea was not very successful. Among the attempts by Korean companies uh, was a company called uh, Hanguk Bandoche, Korea Semiconductors. Yi uh, bought this company on his own initiative, mm. and it failed. Uh, but Lee Byung-chul was so convinced that semiconductor was an important industry, I think partially because of his uh, enthusiasm by his son, that he restarted uh, semiconductor production for Samsung in 1982. And a lot of people uh, discouraged Samsung in getting into uh, semiconductors again. They failed once. Uh, there was a lot of problems with U.S. on uh, trade, uh, trade, uh, semiconductor trade at the time. Uh, and uh, they tried to convince uh, Lee Byung-chul and Lee Kuan to give up, elect uh, give up semiconductor production, uh, but they wouldn't listen. And uh, Lee Byung-chul was able to pass on the uh, semiconductor operation back to his son, and it's basically now the uh, base of Samsung Electronics, their largest profit base, and that makes it the largest profit base for Samsung conglomerate and, frankly, the Korean economy. Right. So uh, a huge success there. Not, I mean, there, it wasn't all 100% success. I know he also had a personal uh, love and fascination with cars. He tried to start up an automotive uh, yeah. segment uh, with the SM line. Uh, that did not work, and they spun that off. But just overall, right now, Samsung as it stands, what does it look like? Okay, well, as usual with Chabot groups, some parts of Samsung were split up or sold off and given to various family members. So uh, we mentioned that Samsung, uh, Ilbo, Shinsegae department stores and Jeong CJ were part of the Samsung conglomerate. They've been spun off uh, and they've been given to various family members, but there's still 59 firms under the Samsung banner in electronics. 
trading and finance. Uh, and Samsung is in a very unusual position because it's so big. Mm. As you mentioned, Samsung has no labor unions. And there has been a lot of accusations by critics that Samsung uses dirty tactics to try to mm-hmm. uh, keep the unions out of Samsung operations. Samsung is also one of the very few Jebbers to maintain, still maintain cross-ownership of companies, which allow the Lee family to control the entire conglomerate, the very few numbers of shares. This is why we had all these problems with uh, Everland control. I mean, it's an amusement park. So why is it so important? Because that de facto has controlling interest in a lot of other Samsung companies. That's the same thing right now with Samsung CNT, which... uh, His son, uh, Lee Jae-yong, wanted to uh, take over, and that that is causing a lot of problems for him. Um, And then some analysts say that recent changes in competition laws, corporate governance laws, we talked about some of them uh, recently dealing with transparency and limiting the voting rights of the major stockholders. A lot of analysts say that these laws are specifically aimed at Samsung. Not any other companies, but just Samsung. Uh, So uh, you can see how uh, being so big, they're also a big target. Now, Lee Jae-yong has also been jailed as the courts ruled that he bribed President Park Geun-hye through uh, giving a racehorse to uh, President Park's confidant Choi Soon-sil and her daughter uh, Jang Yura. And uh, now, as his father is dead and... Lee Jae-yong is expected to get a lot of his uh, stocks as inheritance. Now, there's a problem of inheritance tax. Uh, the estate of uh, Lee Gan-hye is estimated to be about 18 trillion won. Uh, it's mostly Samsung-related stocks. The estate tax rate in Korea is 50%. So the tax is reported to be about 11 trillion won or about mm. 9.7 billion U.S. dollars. Well, um, we have about less than four minutes here, so I just want to quickly get your thoughts on the issue of estate tax. Some of the conservative uh, publications saying that the, it's too darn high, and uh, of course, progressives saying that, you know, this is just and we need to uh, collect the revenue where it's due. Okay, well, problem is systems are so different across countries that you really can't measure uh, the actual effect. You usually measure uh, the differences in maximum estate tax rate. Korea is 50%. That's the second largest in OECD. The only country with a larger estate tax rate is Japan with 55%. Uh, The average estate tax rate for OECD countries, simple average is 15%. And a lot of countries like uh, Australia, Canada, China, Norway, uh, Sweden, they have no inheritance tax at all. Uh, state, no, uh, no uh, excuse me. Uh, and uh, the uh, problem is, since 2000, government has pressured Jebbers to get rid of the uh, cross-company co- ownership uh, because, well, it led to a, a domino-like failure during the Asian financial crisis 1997-1998. Samsung is the only major Jebbar that is not, has not followed government's instructions. Other Jebbars, for the most part, have set up holding companies. Samsung still has cross-company ownership. Uh, and this estate tax uh, gives you an indication why they can't do it, because it just costs too much money. Um, the uh, Samsung stocks are just so expensive that the uh, family cannot, I think, afford to move into a holding company structure. And that has major implications for 
say, the stock market. Okay, well, going forward, uh, stock prices high, maybe increased dividends to help pay for the estate tax, but maintain control for the Lee family. Lee Jae-yong uh, will be the chairman. He's got some legal issues, as you cited. Is this the way going forward that you foresee? And I know you've been an advocate of professional management in the long run. How do you think this is all going to shape out? Okay, well, the uh, thing that I like about Samsung is that they do use a lot of professional managers, and uh, they seem to be at least doing things right. They uh, uh, let pro uh, professionals do what they do, and uh, they uh, only get involved in management if they have to, uh, like the uh, current mess over the uh, merger between, uh, or the uh, Samsung uh, merger uh, that uh, allowed Ch uh, Lee Jae-yong to take ownership. Uh, but uh, I, don't I don't foresee that much major changes in how Samsung is run because, well, Lee Kuan Yew had been in coma for six years, so Lee Jae-yong already has effective control of the uh, conglomerate. Uh, but he may take a slightly bit, uh, more proactive role after uh, maybe a year or two uh, when the uh, memory of Lee Kuan Yew has subsided and he gets out of these court cases. Uh, remember, Lee Kuan Yew, uh, took the baton from his father, but he also gave it a very large push on his own in terms of uh, watching off of quality. Uh, Lee Jae-yong, uh, he may decide to uh, strike out on his own, uh, do something uh, similar. Uh, but what I'm really sort of interested in is Lee Kuan Yew, as I mentioned, he seemed to have soul of an engineer. Uh, he liked to uh, look at the parts, and that was why uh, he uh, started to emphasize quality uh, over Japanese goods. Lee Jae-yong, I'm not sure if he does have that kind of a uh, soul of uh, engineer. He may be more interested in, say, finance mm. or electronic uh, software. So it'll be interesting to see if he decides to make his mark, where is it going to be, which area okay. of Samsung. All right, very, uh, very good. Uh, just a quick uh, listener comment. Uh, Professor Yang mentioning Dongyang Bangsong being uh, shut down, uh, taken over by Park Jong-il administration. It was actually the Chun uh, Doo-hwan administration in 1980. Okay, yeah, that, as, that as is correct. That is okay. correct. Well, yeah. thank you for that, uh, Professor Yang. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for us as well. Uh, Life Abroad coming up next. Stay tuned for that. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.